This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz. On the Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. This is the Gun Owners Radio. Don't you love the way that he does so it? That was so cool. I know. He's been doing it for years. I, I thought love that was it. a recording this whole time. Nope. That's the way I have it's to live. do this every once in a while because yeah. he likes the social it's media. Job security. Hey, this segment is sponsored by John Dillon and Dillon Law Group. Do you have legal matters that involve anything gun related? Well, then you need to call. Our attorney, John Dillon, whether your questions are about red flag laws, gun registration questions, gun transportation questions, or maybe you aren't sure that your guns comply with California laws, you need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon is right here in Carlsbad and specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at DillonLawGP.com. Well, hey, we've got a full house besides Joe Gervisi, our covert blogger. Who else have you got? Yeah, well, we have, of course, me. I'm here, Michael Schwartz. <laughs> and I brought my very special guest. She, you know those. You know how when somebody does a movie and they go on a press junket? Yeah. That's what that's what she's on. She's on her, her movie press junket. Uh, so. uh, Monique Hawk, star of our uh, Halloween parodies. If you guys saw on our YouTube channel, the, the Scream uh, and the Shining parody, that was um, Monique as the serial killer. Serial killer. So that's <laughs> who that was. She, should we get an autograph an hour later? You should. But Mo- Monique's awesome. She, uh, she, she does our activist update videos, and she I call her one take Monique because we put a <laughs> script in front of her, and bam. It's, it's, it's more like really, three or four, but we can go with one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you might know her from, uh, you've been in Recoil Magazine. You're just on Off Grid Magazine, right? You do stuff for Safari Land. Mm-hmm. You, you've been on the Food Network carving pumpkins. It's kind of a weird thing to be good at. It's it's the weirdest. Yeah, she if she were if she were like five different people, it'd be like the weirdest A team. <laughs> yeah, you know, but the I am Canadian, so it could be like A. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> but yeah, she's uh, she's going to join us today, and uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit more uh, later on in the show, and she's going to weigh in and, and talk to our guests, and and uh, I just want her to be here because she's so fantastic. She's such a big supporter of San Diego County. I'm gun blushing. Yeah, you can't tell. She is blushing. Orange County and Riverside and San Bernardino County gun owner, so. Thank you. Great intro. And she is a, the other cool thing about Monique, she is a legit shooter. She knows exactly what she's doing behind the trigger, um, which is very, very cool. So, uh, you know, we didn't just hire her because she's a pretty face. That's, uh, you know, that's Joe Dramisi's job. Um, we hired her because she's a fantastic uh, resource and, and just a, a blast. And she rides motorcycles. And she rides motorcycles. I do. How bad is that? So many hobbies, so little time. So little time. <laughs> That's good. That's actually unusual with uh, with uh, women with hobbies because uh, I know my son and I always give my, my daughter and my wife crap about that because it uh, seems like girls don't. I mean, I do a million different things. My son's into a bunch of different things. Girls, eh, See, not so I, much. I disagree because I talk to a lot of girls that are either drag racing <laughs> or dirt track racing or motocross racing, you know, 
Oh, that's good. That's good to hear that. Yeah. I, I think it just takes, you know, and I don't think it has anything to do with being a girl or a guy. I think it has to do with your mindset. Mm-hmm. Cover yeah. what you wish for. It's definitely more expensive than oh. shopping <laughs> habits or. Yeah. You'd rather like be that. on the track than in Nordstrom. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Girl after my own heart. You- and a f- fitness competition. She used to do fitness competitions, too. Dang. Mo- 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 I forgot. She uses this ridiculous Are resume. you a stalker? Yes, I absolutely. <laughs> I think you're a stalker. <laughs> I'd say that Monique is as cool as I thought I was going to be when I grew up. <laughs> oh, that's totally messed up. Hey, so we got it. We have some cool information here. Uh, cover your ASP week. Tickets are on sale. <laughs> ASP, ASP. That's why I let him do that. Yeah. I like that. If you are a San Diego County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, Orange County Gun Owners member, any one of those, you're going to get a discount code in your email uh, for Cover Your Asp Week. So check your email for the ASP, uh, access codes. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful there. Cover Your Asp Week, of course, is John Korea from YouTube. He's coming out and he's going to do seminars and live fire shoots, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there's there's something for everybody's budget. There's something for everybody's interest. I'm getting a ton of interest, by the way. People are, are we had John out maybe three or four years ago, and uh, a lot of people kind of, you know, who? What, who are you talking about? Now, John has blown up. So, John Korea, people are like, oh man, I watch his YouTube all the time. So, go to gunownersradio.com, and while you're there, Take our listener survey, gunownersradio.com slash survey, and you could win a 511 Rush 24 backpack. Um, we're going to pick the winner on November 15th. Um, and if you visit the 511 in Mission Valley, uh, tell them hi from Gun Owners Radio. And that's a $130 backpack, folks. Mm-hmm. That's not your kitty backpack. Yep. And Monique used to sell backpacks professionally. So she, she knows. Can tell you. She yeah. does everything. She changes oil, sells backpacks. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I just pretend like I do. You just keep bang, <laughs> just keep banging into things, right? Yeah. So we have some winners for last last week. We had the 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 masks, you know, the silicon masks, and we uh, I, the, we had some people that that won some free masks because we're we're doing a giveaway for everybody that you know filled out the. Well, how did they win it? Was it the survey, Rich? Uh, hold, on, hold on a second. Email sign up to it's be on the our, email newsletter. Thank you. Up. Okay, so. The three winners for the for the mask. Do we have do we have a drum roll? Brendan, come on, Brendan, sleep. And she plays. There we go. Shem Lambert, Todd Bradford, and Kathy Myers. Woo. So again, that's Shem Lambert, Todd Bradford, and Kathy Myers. I think I used that name to check into a hotel once, Shem Lambert. <laughs> and by the way, we want to give props to our production manager, uh, Rich. Absolutely. He's the one that keeps us on. The sound effects? Well, Is no, he he's trying effect? to keep us on Facebook, so he brought a team with him this time. So he's in he's in good shape. Yeah, you can listen to us yeah. on on Facebook, San Bernardino, Riverside Orange, San Diego. We're streaming live on Facebook. Um, you can listen to us on all the uh, streaming uh, podcasts. Every, everywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. You don't even have to look it up. It just pops up on your Facebook page. Yeah, it's easy. Super easy. Um, also, we have a couple tabletops at gun shops. P2K, North County Shooting Center, November 7th. We need folks to help us. Uh, do these tabletops at gun shops. Spread the word on the Second Amendment. Talk about uh, San Diego County gun owners. All you have to do is go to San Diego County gun owners.com slash volunteer. Uh, I was just at uh, BB's yesterday, where, and uh, John Becker, man. John, if you're listening, you are doing awesome work. Um, he just, uh, it wasn't even a formal tabletop. He just loaded up all his stuff and said, I'm just going to go hang out at BB's for a while. What's BB's? 
BB's up is uh, up in Fallbrook. Fantastic gun shop. They're uh, San Diego County Gun Owners members. Kyle and and Matt BB are, are really really supportive. Really cool. great gun shop. I saw something kind of cool though. He was talking to a guy. Um, John was working our San Diego County Gun Owners booth, and he was talking to a guy about getting a CCW. You know, because he didn't he hadn't heard yet that you can get a CCW in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So he's chatting with him about that, and the guy's like, "Okay, great, thanks." And he started walking into the gun shop. Well, a guy was walking out, and he stopped. And he goes, I know you. And he goes, well, maybe, you know? And he goes, no, 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 I recognize you. You were in the Marine Corps, huh? And he said, yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. He said, you were my drill instructor. He said, I'll I'll remember those eyes anywhere. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that was me. Oh, no. God, (laughs) my my heart would stop if I met my DI. He stopped dead in his tracks. I mean, it was like he saw a ghost. (laughs) If you've been in the military, you will remember your DI, let me tell you. So, anyway, uh, sign up for our uh, gun shop tabletop, San Diego County Gun slash volunteer. Uh, while you're on our website, check out our videos, our Halloween videos. We did, did you watch them, Dave? I haven't had a chance. I was babysitting dogs. You watch, uh, did you see them, Joe? <laughs> the Shining and, uh, yeah, and the, the other one, too. What did you think? I like them. They're good, but they're always good. Yeah. <laughs> did, it make you put crazy. A, did it make you put a costume on? No, but I support Halloween as a method of resisting tyranny. Yeah, that, <laughs> wow. That's what I was that's doing outside. Answer. Yeah, you won't get that different. one every day. Uh. I'm to ban Halloween for me. <laughs> well, check them out. Uh, Monique does a fantastic job. There's a there's one where the shiny... How'd you like that one? How'd you like the way it turned out? Because you, you just saw them for the first time after we published them, right? Right. How, how do you like it? It's so cool to see what Exus, he works his magic. He's a complete wizard with this stuff. I mean, I go in, he's stand at this green screen, hold this bowl of cereal and look at me and you know, point the Keltec this way. Yeah. So Isn't that nice cool he see. has you watch him after he's posted them? I trust him at this point. The man's a wizard. So. Yeah, I don't trust him any farther than I can throw him. That's why I'm not in the video. He'll Photoshop you into that. He'll throw you in the video if you'd he's like. He's yeah. good when it comes to that, though. I'll give him credit. He is. He's the best. All right, so we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have a uh, really cool interview with Stephen Halbrook, who's the uh, author of, uh, of one of the best Second Amendment uh, uh, books that I have ever read. So stick stick with us. All right, folks, this is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> it was perfect. Perfect. Tried to hit puberty real quick. And yeah, <laughs> I, think like I think you hurt something. <laughs> hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline. Let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Call them at 469-310-9100. Who you got, bud? All right. We have a very special guest. I'm very excited. Uh, Seriously, one of my favorite authors. Um, I found him uh, through a book called The Founder's Second Amendment, um, Origins of the Right to Bear Arms. Uh, Best book I've ever read on on the second amendment i think joe you read it too didn't you yeah after you said it was the best book you ever read was yeah. that did i oversell it or no was, it was very good it I was very it. good written by stephen halbrook who's a an attorney by trade um he also gives great speeches and turns out he's an excellent author stephen are you there 
I'm here. Thank you for that endorsement. You bet. Excellent, <laughs> excellent book. Now, I so I found you through the book, and we, we, we had John a few months ago, and we talked about the book, and I really, really, truly encourage everybody to go uh, read that book. It really, truly is the definitive history of the Second Amendment and why we have it and how it came about. Um, really, every every historical angle uh, you know that, that you could even think about uh, or approach that book is wonderful. But I had an interesting experience. Um, I uh, had I was watching you know YouTube and and on some Second Amendment content, and you know how when you finish one video, it just kind of automatically rolls into the next video. So it rolled into the next video, and there was about a forty five minute or one hour talk on why assault weapons were protected by the second amendment and i i was across the room kind of doing whatever and i'm listening and i thought man this guy's nailing it this is exactly right he's putting it perfectly he's putting it in a way that everyone can understand and he's getting it so right on and it was you you were talking to the uh uh the it was a speech you gave to the independent institute and i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that speech and and who the independent institute was and maybe just kind of talk about some of the highlights well sure um First of all, of course, as we both know, the term assault weapon is a propaganda term that was invented by people who want to ban any kind of gun they can ban. Um, the, the term really originates in Nazi Germany. The Sturmgewehr or assault rifle was a fully automatic or selective fire um, submachine gun, basically, or actually fired intermediate rifle cartridge. But be that as it may, in, in 1989 is when the term assault weapon was first applied by California, by the way as you know, um, to ordinary rifles, ordinary semi-automatic rifles, uh, the kind of gun least likely to be used in the violent crime. Rifles in general are. Um, Handguns are used more, knives are used more, fists are used more, um, blunt instruments in terms of homicides. So, um, so and it used to be, if you remember, everybody remembers when handguns were evil, wicked, mean, and nasty, and that's what everybody wanted to ban. Yeah, back in the and, '80s, that was all the talk was. Yeah. Let's get our, get rid of handguns. And they lost that yeah, battle. And, yeah, and then they said, "Oh, but rifles are good and shotguns are good." And then all of a sudden, it goes upside down, and rifles are bad. And then the Supreme Court, of course, says you cannot ban handguns. And then that made rifles even worse. So. So anyway, that's the basic point. Um, the right to keep and bear arms, arms includes rifles, obviously. So, um, And when you look at these horrible court decisions in, in the Rupp case from the California um, the U.S. District Court, he basically said you can ban these rifles because they're too accurate. And he said that basically they... They're more dangerous because they're more accurate than other guns, and so so guns um, where you, if you if we could invent a gun where you miss a lot, that would be okay, I guess. Yeah, if you hit innocent bystanders in a self defense situation, or <laughs> you could you could ban sights on rifles uh, to make them less accurate and therefore less dangerous. <laughs> so, uh, and then I want to just mention the Independent Institute. They're located there in Oakland. Uh, they've been around for decades. I'm a, a senior fellow with Independent Institute. It's a public policy organization. They they um, focus on free market economy issues, on on um, civil rights, on um, constitutional rights, and the, and limited government as opposed to big government federalism. So I, I highly recommend looking at their website. And um, it's, it's a great organization. And it's the founder was David Thoreau. He's the president. 
and um, uh, check out their website. Yeah, and check, again, check out the the speech you gave. I thought it was 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 phenomenal. So you mentioned the Rupp case, and of course that's going through the appeal process. Have you been ta- paying attention to the Miller versus Becerra case, which actually San Diego County got on as a plaintiff? Are you, are you familiar with that case at all? Uh, yeah, that's the one where the court just said they're standing, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's well, they're gonna um, they they fast tracked that they're gonna do the full uh, trial. They had a, they had a uh, an evidentiary hearing uh, a couple weeks ago, and now they're gonna do the full trial in January. Um, but our attorney George Lee, uh, you were talking about how uh, assault weapon was really just a, a nasty term, but part of his uh, part of his brief. Uh, he, you know, he described it as a pejorative term. It's a politically derived pejorative term meant to, uh, you know, meant to be insulting, meant to be scary. Um, and I, I think I think that's an yeah, important violence, point to drive, th- drive home. The violence Policy Center spokesman made up the term and he explained it exactly that way. He said it confuses the public. That's why we want to use it. They don't know the difference between a fully automatic machine gun like an M16 and just an AR-15, which is you have to pull the trigger for every shot fired. So, so yeah, there's some good things going on. I, I read that initial uh, opinion in Miller where the courts said you have standing, therefore it can move forward. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the Rupp case was argued in the Ninth Circuit, and I think two judges seem very favorable toward the um, uh, the uh, gun owners' rights in that case. So things are moving along. I mean, President Trump has has changed the Ninth Circuit's uh, more to be more favorable toward Second Amendment rights. Talk about and, that because I don't think that point gets hammered uh, nearly enough. Um, talk a little bit about that. You being an attorney and and someone that you know pays real close attention to some of these horrible gun laws and the cases against them. Talk a little bit about what Trump has done to change the Ninth Circuit. Well, what he's done uh, in several circuits actually, he's just appointed more judges who believe in the Constitution. They. If you look at or listen to the speech that Amy Coney Barrett gave uh, when she was sworn in, you know, she said, we're judges. We're here to decide cases, to follow the Constitution and not to make policy. Hello, not to make policy. That was a wonderful but very simple point. And those are the kinds of judges that President Trump is appointing. And and therefore, you've got more of those judges on, on the Ninth Circuit now. Um, I, I listened to the oral argument in the Young case that came out of Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, and you've got um, some very good judges on that panel. It's 11 judges. Six of them are appointed by Republican presidents and five of them by uh, Democrat presidents. And that's I'm not going to make any prediction about the result, but the, they certainly got a favorable hearing in that case. And uh, then, of course, we've got the, the Duncan decision where, the magazine ban has been declared um, unconstitutional by two of the three judges on that panel. But Sarah's trying to get in bonk rehearing, of course, and you would expect that. But, uh, I mean, times are changing. They are changing. Now, the Young versus Hawaii case was an open carry case, I believe, right? Is that? That's right, yeah. And how do you feel that's going to how, – how is that going? I, I'm curious. There seems to be kind of a division over concealed carry people and open carry people. Um, and, and then there's, you know, like there's like 15% of the gun community are open carry and 15% are, are concealed carry. And then everybody else is kind of both, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, uh, what, what, is, what is your feeling on that as far as uh, legally, where do you think that's going to go? But as far as public opinion, um, you know, does, is open carry the future or what do you think is going to happen? Well, I, I think concealed carry is the future, although I also 
think, I mean, you've got to go back to the founding. The very first case ever decided in U.S. history was the Kentucky's concealed weapon ban, and the court invalidated it, and it said, well, look, how, how can you justify a ban on concealed carry as opposed to open? What if they had banned open carry, and, and then they're just going to argue, well, you can conceal carry? And, and as a matter of fact, at the founding, both of them were lawful uh, ways of bearing arms. Second Amendment just refers to bearing arms. It doesn't say openly or concealed. I do think in modern society, um, you don't scare old ladies if you have people wearing concealed, like in a shopping center. Uh, but if you're out on the farm, it's quite a different situation. So, um, and again, like, don't send me nasty emails. Uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to, uh, to open carry. All I'm saying is that um, society has a certain style now. And if, if you go back to the antebellum South where the concealed carry uh, prohibition started. It was kind of a, that was the gentleman's way. I mean, they also believed in dueling in those days. And um, they never had concealed carry prohibitions in the northeastern states, basically until about the turn of the century. I mean, you, um, the, the late 1800s is, is when permit system, or early 1900s is when states began other than in the South, to, to ban concealed carry without a permit. So anyway, it's a, it's a long history. It's a detailed history, but you've got to allow at least one. Duel, dueling has definitely uh, gone away. It's not real popular anymore. Except, I do it all the time. Except maybe in downtown Chicago. they <laughs> still a version of it. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, definitely they changed. The old, they don't go by the old rules, though. <laughs> yeah, it's nowhere near as gentlemanly, is it? Right. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I do think uh, I don't know what's going to happen either, but I, it does appear that cases like Young and Miller and Rupp, uh, you know, it really does feel like the something's changing. You know, that, that we're going the right way. Um, the attorneys got real excited over uh, Barrett's um, appointment to the Supreme Court. And it, it, there was a flurry of activity in in the legal world, and I really do think we're gonna. I don't. I think we have to stop relying on court cases for two, three decades. Gun owners have just been relying on court cases. We have to stop relying on it, but it's a real important part of of getting us to the uh, to where we need to be in this country, which is you know a, a return back to preserving our right to keep and bear arms. So so we're talking with Stephen Halbrick. We're, uh, Steve, we're going to keep you over the break and we're going to continue this conversation, but we got to go to break and pay some bills. And I, I just can't tell you how happy I am that you're calling in and we're we're interviewing you. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, folks. Hey, that's Gun Owners Radio on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Is it getting better? California's assault weapon law makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? Cali Key. Cali Key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. 
Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right. We have our special guest on, Stephen Hallbrook. We'll bring him back on. Stephen, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Oh, loving it. Love this show. Uh, Mike just does such an awesome job uh, bringing on great talent, and we appreciate you coming on. Yep, yep, absolutely. So we were talking with Stephen. He he literally wrote the book on the uh, history of the Second Amendment, and we were talking a little bit about assault weapons because he, he gave a really fantastic speech uh, and, of course, he's an attorney, so he was following some of the uh, assault weapon cases that we have. Should we keep using that word, assault weapon, since it's not mm-hmm. a proper term? What do you think, Stephen? I think we should call it America's rifle. It's, it's the most <laughs> desired. Oh, yeah. like yeah, and that'll fit with AR. That's good. It's a wonderful <laughs> rifle. It's, it's very safe. It's very accurate. It's just what you need. And it's America's rifle. I mean, there's no other rifle that meets that status. And so that's what we need. I mean... Some people like to call it a modern sporting rifle, but I like America's rifle, and that's an AR, by the way. And um, <laughs> by the way, this is—I'm going to date myself here—but I litigated the first California assault weapon ban, the Roberti Ruse Act, the way it first was passed, in a case called Fresno Rifle and Pistol Club versus Vandy Camp. You remember Vandy Camp? And um, pork and beans. The Ninth Circuit ruled against us, but. Um, Back then, uh, we couldn't litigate it under the Second Amendment because the Supreme Court hadn't ruled on that. Um, but actually, we, we did litigate it on the Second and Fourteenth Amendment. I take that back because the Ninth Circuit had not uh, had an opinion yet on it. And the, and the Ninth Circuit ruled, well, the Second Amendment doesn't apply to California. So um, anyway, we, it's, we've come a long time, a long way since those early cases. And um, now that we have Heller and McDonald um, and we have have Amy on the Supreme Court. I'm very optimistic about the future. So if you you do a really good job, uh, you know, especially for an attorney um, at, at, at speaking very plainly and and using words and terms uh, and putting it in a way that that is very easy for people to understand. So if someone really truly for our listeners out there, um, you know, once a week someone's going to say to them, "Well, gee, why why do you, why do people need assault weapons?" You know, and of course they're talking about America's rifle. They're talking about AR patterns. They're talking about AR, AK pattern rifles. Um, but what would you recommend? You know, if you just had, uh, you know, 45 seconds, a minute in an elevator to explain to somebody, here is, here's, here's the reason that these rifles are protected by the Second Amendment. How would you put it? What would you say? Well, the Second Amendment protects the right of the people to keep in their arms. It is an arm. It's a rifle. Rifles are one, one of the types of arms that existed very prominently when this country was founded. So rifles are what the founders were talking about in part. Um, it's a very accurate weapon. It's a, it's a firearm that um, smaller people or, or weaker people can use. It doesn't have much recoil. Um, it, it's very, uh, very friendly in terms of um, beginners and, and um, you know, teenagers and, and, uh, people who don't want to have their shoulder kicked really hard. The, many of them have an adjustable shoulder stock, so you can make it fit your size, just like you would want. And, and you know, you get shoes that are your size. Um, it, it's very accurate, and it's the kind of arm that also um, facilitates military training because the basic operation, in terms of how you put a magazine in it and and charge them uh, the rifle with a cartridge, is the same as in the um, 
um, M4, M16 uh, versions that the military uses. So it's it's an all-around great rifle. It, it's um, good for uh, pest control, um, d- different kinds of hunting, and it's it's a great target gun. So one of the one of the uh, tests that the Supreme Court they, you have to you have to pass, I guess, when when attorneys are, are going to court to talk about uh, you know banning certain classifications of firearms. One of the tests is is it commonly owned? Um, you know, Heller versus DC. They talked about you know, hey, it has to be commonly owned. And, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. I'm I'm really trying to you know uh, paraphrase and and really just speak plainly about it. Um, but w- how do you get around, you know, if they ban something, how, how, do, how, do you, how can you legally get around that, hey, this isn't commonly owned because it's banned? You know, if you, you ban something and then say it's not commonly owned and therefore we can ban it, I mean, that's a, you know, it's a terrible argument. So what, you know, what, what do attorneys have to do or, or what has to happen in order to, to uh, comply with that or, or pass that test? Well, the Supreme Court ruled in Heller that the kinds of arms that are commonly possessed or typically possessed by law-abiding people for lawful purposes are protected. And, of course, that means rifles, handguns, and shotguns, in part. It might mean other things, too, uh, like tasers. But um, they are 15-type rifles. There's 6 million of them in in civilian hands in this country. Uh, They're law-abiding people. They all passed uh, the... um, the NICS check when they bought it the first time, and and, and it's a national test. It's not a state test. So you, a state might ban it, but that doesn't mean it's not commonly possessed nationally. Just like with the Heller case, that was D.C.'s handgun ban. Well, handguns weren't commonly possessed in D.C. because they were illegal. Uh, but the court looked at the nation as a whole, and it was a, a no-brainer then. And, and there's not a no other uh, rifle is is popular and is in the hands of law-abiding citizens more than the AR-15 type rifle. So and so you you even have anti-gun courts admitting that it's commonly possessed and it meets that test, and then they make up stuff that the Supreme Court never told them to make up, and they say they do this balancing test. They say, oh well, um, they make up this stuff that is so technically bad about the, the wounds are worse from the bullets that come from like an AR-15. Right. Uh, they, they don't understand a 223 is a 223 no matter what it comes out of. Um, and, and a lot of times they don't even talk about why these guns are banned. They just use the term assault weapon every other sentence in the opinion and think it's persuasive because they did that. So they they they, they invent judicial mumbo jumbo is what they really do. And, and then they say presto, it's commonly possessed, but we don't care. We're going to Fuck the Supreme Court. Heck with them. So do you, do you think this is an, uh, you know, is there an end? I mean, do you think that this is just, we're just going to have to litigate every little tiny piece of this, you know, for our for the foreseeable future? Or do you think in our lifetime, um, you know, and I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, the, the Fourth Amendment has to do with uh, illegal search and seizure, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So um, <laughs> just double check with my with my expert here. Um, so you don't really see a whole lot of fourth amendment cases anymore because, uh, sixties, seventies, there were a lot of cases about the fourth amendment. They pretty much, you know, figured out, are are we going to get to that point with the second amendment? And do do you see that happening in the foreseeable future? Well, actually we do keep seeing more fourth amendment cases because there's so many different scenarios. Uh, just like with the first amendment, there's thousands of cases on those two amendments. Uh, because they keep getting refined, 
And I think with the Second Amendment, yeah, we're going to keep seeing more cases. But if you think about it in terms of will will we reach the point when they're just all the courts are going to uphold these bans? Well, that's not going to happen. The Supreme Court might rule on it. But keep in mind, there's only about six to eight bad states in this country on Second Amendment issues. California, Jersey. I mean, uh, you you guys are got unlucked out on that. Um, but, But if you think about it. Most courts don't even rule on these issues because they're not, they don't ban these rifles. Texas doesn't ban them, so there's no, no case from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit on that. Uh, or, you know, Minnesota, it's the same with the Eighth Circuit. So you've really got a minority of courts making these kind of awful rulings. And, and like we talked about earlier in the show, the court system is changing nationwide. I mean, we'll see what happens in, after Tuesday. Um, if Trump gets reelected, we'll continue to see emphasis on these um, constitutional judges, judges that believe in the Constitution as opposed to making stuff up. So um, and, and you're right about we can't just focus on court decisions and we've got to look at the political side. We've got to have, have people vote. And it's a big public education thing as well. So uh, we we need our different associations and and uh, groups and gun clubs. We need youth education and all of this. And so there's, uh, you know, all all aspects to this topic. Good old, good old fashioned activism. That's right. You got it. Yeah, I stand corrected. You're absolutely right. There are a lot of cases Fourth Amendment, and a lot of them, especially with the uh, I. With the like new technology, you know, does the Fourth Amendment cover your laptop and your iPhone and that sort of thing? But I, I uh, absolutely stand corrected. So if you're if you were a betting man, and I'm not saying you are, I'm not saying you're not, uh, but if you're a betting man, what's going to happen Tuesday? Um, and not so much who's going to win. But what's going to happen legally? We we keep hearing that both sides are lawyering up and they have armies of lawyers just waiting. Um, what does that mean? You know, if I'm a layman and and you know, and I don't know, you know, as far as I know, if one person gets more electoral votes, they win. The other one doesn't. You know, what are the what are the attorneys going to do? What does that actually mean? Well, they're going to litigate the hell out of things in specific states where the voting is very close. If you remember the 2000 election and the Chads in Florida. I mean, that just went on and on and on until the Supreme Court finally had to rule on it. And uh, I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, but these the swing states where you might end up with very close votes um, that and we've had, the, the you know, the mail order voting going on, which who knows how that's going to turn out because uh, it's never been in such proportions. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not making predictions, but uh Unless it's a very clear win, it's, there's going to be a lot of litigation, and it's not going to be pretty. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, check out his book. Um, he wrote the best book I've ever, ever seen, ever read about the Second Amendment called The Founder's Second Amendment. And uh, truly, arrows for the quiver. If you, if you, you know, value the Second Amendment and you want to know how to talk about it and you want to be able to uh, uh, talk to others about it in an educated way, uh, check out check out his book. Um, Stephen, where, where would they find the book, or what's a good website for you? Um, you might want to look at my website, stephenhallbrook.com. I've got other books. Um, my latest book is called Gun Control in Nazi-Occupied France, and they have registration laws like you've got in California now. And <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, uh, Amazon, just Google my name in the book, The Founder of Second Amendment. You'll find it easily. Thank you. All right, buddy. That's probably where California got the idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. I suck at this. You really Mike, are. I'm fired. You're fired. done. You're out of here. Fired. I mean, if you make Brandon laugh all the way in the box, <laughs> that's pretty messed up. Hey, welcome the Firearms Policy Coalition to our family of sponsors. Great company. Firearms Policy Coalition is dedicated to restoring and protecting the Second Amendment, just like us. Firearms Policy Coalition works on the state and federal levels and have filed some of the most important Second Amendment lawsuits to date. Together, we are working on all levels to restore your gun owner's rights. That's why it's also important to support Firearms Policy Coalition. You can become a member at firearmspolicy.org. Make sure you do it. All right, who you got on the as our next guest. We're our calling guest. So we, we have a, an issue. Uh, we have an issue in the Second Amendment community here in San Diego County. Um, and uh, what's going on is the 50th Congressional District. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two candidates that are running. Um, they have very different views on a lot of different things. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of different issues that people need to, to pay attention to. I get that. Um, but when it comes to the Second Amendment, there are people who are falling back on that old mistake that, you know, R means gun and D means bad gun, you know, mm-hmm. that Republicans are, are you know, if it's a Republican against the Democrat, then the Republicans good on guns, the Democrats has, bad, to, be bad. has to be bad on has guns. Be, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that ICE is bad on guns. In fact, he's he's got a fantastic record on guns. Um, but what I am saying is that Amar Campanajar, the, the guy who's running as Democrat, is not bad on guns, and and still he he's being attacked um, unnecessarily. So Amar is actually on the line here. Amar, are you there? Hey, yeah, Michael. Good to be with you guys, gentlemen. Good to be good to be with you. Good to talk to you here. Okay, so I just want to get yeah. down to the nitty gritty. I don't. A lot of times we bring uh, uh, candidates on. You know, there's a lot of you know this, that, and the other thing. We're getting right to it. We're going to get right to some some questions um, that get right to the heart of the matter. And I think. If, you know, if you have to explain the answer more than, uh, you know, a yes or a no, you know, I, I think it's probably a problem. So I'm just going to get right to it and ask you some some questions that uh, uh, that I think are very important for people out there who are looking to, you know, vote based on Second Amendment issues. So do you support banning classes of firearms based on their looks like the assault weapons ban or pistol bans that we have here in California and that we had uh, nationally for a while? Absolutely not. We have an AR-15 in my home, and I, at my website, I say we shouldn't be banning guns on how they look. That's stupid. And the assault weapon, that term is not even a real term that we use in gun culture. So, no. Okay. 
crystal clear. There were no ands, ifs, or buts there. Now, you, when you ran, I don't know, you started running, what, four or five years ago. You and I have known each other for two years. And oh, yeah. the reality is, um, a few years ago, you, you had some different views on some of these. And I want to talk about that after. But let me, let me keep asking you. So I wrote some of these down. I wanted to make sure that we covered as much as we could. Okay, so do you support states having a may issue uh, rather than a shall issue CCW policy? No, that legalese is problematic. It's a, it has to be shall. Okay. Do you support the idea of suing gun manufacturers over guns being used in crimes? No. Individual liberty, individual responsibility. Okay. Are you against interstate reciprocity for CCWs? No. Okay. Do you support California's ammo background uh, check law the, 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 that just passed, the ammo background check law? No. Okay, so do you want to fur- any further restrictions on gun owners at all? Any any laws, any restrictions? Are there any more restrictions that that you're looking at if you get elected? Any that you support? Any that you want to, uh, you know, put on 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 the nation if you're elected into Congress? Absolutely not. No, I support the Second Amendment. I'm actually probably the only candidate in San Diego history who's actually been a TV ad shooting a gun, shooting okay. a Henry 44. So I support the Second Amendment, and I don't want to add any more restrictions. Obviously, if you're a terrorist or a dangerous criminal, that's different. But for 99.9% of us good, you know, sane, trained, law-abiding gun owners, we should not have any restrictions. Okay, what he just said, sane, trained, law-abiding gun owners, where did you get that from? In our conversations. you you In our conversations. So a couple years ago when he ran... a lot from you. Well, I, and I'm sorry to keep cut. I don't mean to cut you off, but I know how politicians are, man. You guys will take over the whole segment. So I, there's some points I need what to get across. What are you, a politician, Mike? <laughs> so I, the, the point here is you put out a fantastic commercial. You've actually put out uh, a couple different commercials of you shooting guns. Uh, your, your lever action, you had a, a shotgun there. Um, you know, a few years ago when you started running, when you got into politics, all the gun control groups descended on you. And, uh, you know, you were like most other gun owners where you didn't really fully understand the issues. I think that's fair to say. Um, and they present themselves as very reasonable, very, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, mainstream ideas. And nobody approached you from our side. Did anybody from the NRA or Gun Owners of America or any of these other groups, did anybody approach you when you started? No, I mean, I had to run into you at the Valley Center Parade, and then we had a cigar. We ran into each other. So I wish I would have met you earlier. But I've been a gun owner for many years, and, you know, one group came up to me and tried to explain themselves, and they sounded like they had a lot of common sense. And it wasn't until you and I spoke that I understood the full scope, not just as a gun owner, but as a policymaker, what we need to do to protect the Second Amendment. And not to filibuster, but I think if we want to protect the Second Amendment, we have to make this a bipartisan issue. Okay, and that's where I'm going. And you're, you're absolutely right. That's where I'm going. But I want to talk about, you know, we're making a huge mistake here. And I'm not even saying, hey, you know, vote for Amar, whatever. I'm saying that Amar put out a, 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 a message, a mainstream message about gun ownership. We, as gun owners, should be thanking him and saying, hey, Amar, really appreciate it. I'm not saying you even have to vote for him based on it. But if you're looking at these two candidates, you can no longer say, well, I'm voting for the Second Amendment candidate. Both candidates are strong on the Second Amendment. Uh, it doesn't matter what their party is. You have to go find another issue 
to decide who to vote for on. You know, it has to be some other issue. The Second Amendment, they're both solid on the Second Amendment. They're both just fine on the Second Amendment. And there are too many gun owners out there that are saying, oh, well, this guy's a Democrat. Therefore, I don't believe him. You know, I don't believe that he's really a gun owner. I think he's just pandering, you know. And the, the fact is, what are we doing if, if we're, we're activists, you know, if, if we're just trying to get Republicans elected, then we're just Republicans. But the fact is, we're activists. We're trying to change minds. We're trying to get people to support us. And when we do get somebody to support us through sitting down and talking to him, and it wasn't just me. You're giving me a lot of credit, and that's nice, Amara. But, you know, it's guys like James Elliott and some other guys that, that talked to you mm-hmm. and really broke it down for you and said, hey, here's what's going on. And you said, hey, you know what? I really am more about civil rights. I really am more about the ability for people to protect themselves. When that happens, we as gun owners have to thank them. We have to support them. Because if Amar says, hey, you know what, this is what I believe, and I'm going to stand up for it, and gun owners still smack him in the face, how willing is he or anybody uh, to to stand up and support us. Now, I know everybody's going to say, well, if he believes it, he'll, he'll stand up for us. Okay, that's nice. You know, unicorns and, you know, rainbows and all that other stuff. The fact is, you know, people are trying to get elected. People are trying to, to gather votes. That's your job when you're trying to get elected. And if Amar goes out and says, hey, you know what, the gun owners really supported me. Other candidates are going to go, well, then that part of my platform is something I'm going to highlight. But if Amar says, hey, you know what, I talked about how I'm pro-Second Amendment and I got smacked down for it. Well, okay, then I as a candidate in another district or or whatever in the future, I'm going to hide that part of me because I don't get rewarded by the activists. And I think it's a major mistake that we're making. And people, you know, don't even don't even give it a second thought. Oh, well, this guy's a Democrat. I'm going to blast him. And it's a huge mistake. Joe? Yeah, Mark. Hey, this is Joe. Um, Just a a quick question. Uh, All the answers uh, that you gave to Michael's questions were great. Uh, Loved all those. But they're like 180 degrees out with the official Democrat Party platform. And um, and even Joe Biden's uh, website, if you go there, is even more extreme. I just wrote about this a week or two ago. And I listed out all those things. If you get elected and you end up and you end up in Congress, you're going to be 180 degrees out with those people. How's that going to work there? How are you going to be able to do the things that you need to do? Because you're going to need that support there if you're elected. Well, look, I've gotten this far without the support of the party. Nancy Pelosi freaking hates me. If you go to Breitbart.com, you'll see that I've said I don't want her to be my speaker anymore. And here's the reality. You guys are my voters. They can't vote for me in Washington. I'm beholden to you. So if you have any questions, you want to hold me accountable, 619-721-5148. That's my cell phone. I've had it for 20 years. Call me or text me before the election or call me and text me after the election when I win. Hold me accountable. That's how I'm going to win re-election is by delivering on my promises to protect the Second Amendment, to cut taxes, to make sure that we hold Washington accountable, get rid of career politicians, whether it's ISA or Nancy Pelosi or whoever it is. Okay. My focus is this district. We got it. We got it. That's perfect. I needed direct answers. You gave me direct answers. And I got to tell you, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to say, well, you didn't ask him about this. Oh, Mike, you didn't ask him about that. Well, yeah, we could sit here all day. There are people we could sit here all day, ask him a hundred 
questions. He'd give right answers, and you still wouldn't vote for him. And again, it's not even about voting for him. It's just about support. Hey, you know what, Amar? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to vote for you, but I appreciate you standing up for my rights. It's important, you know? Or maybe it right. does change your mind. Maybe you do go, hey, you know what? ISA was a part of the Republicans for decades. I mean, for there have been times that the Republicans have controlled all three branches of, of government and did nothing for gun owners. Anyway, Amar, thank you very much. Appreciate your, your candid response, and uh, best of luck to you on Tuesday. Of course. Hope to make you proud. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, the answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's getting better. Yeah, is yeah, it? It is. Yeah, she's starting to get Voice there. Voice is dropping. First take Monique. Yeah, first take Monique. That's <laughs> this good. This is on the, on the fifth one now. <laughs> yeah, I like that, Brandon. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive Self-defense coverage at an affordable price you can afford. Bad guys don't take days off, take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. Get a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. So we're talking to Monique. I asked her to be on the show tonight or today here to talk about uh, everything. She's an amazingly uh, fascinating woman. She's professionally trained on firearms in pistol and and rifle and shotgun, um, you know, a, le- a legit uh, shooter. Um, and you may have seen her. She's done a lot of cool, a lot of cool uh, promos. You, you've done stuff for Recoil Magazine. Mm-hmm. Now, how did that happen? How did you get hooked up with Recoil Magazine? I received a message. I hate social media, Mike, but I love it. Uh, the networking is is pretty cool how that works. And I received a message to do an article with Recoil. They had a concealment issue. And they just wanted to know my my take on everyday carry. So I did a full article on what I have every day, you know, and then that sort of evolved. And they said, let's do a cover shoot for off grid. I remember you know, it escalated I, quickly. I remember you and I talked about your your EDC and you, yes. you you did a it was a Glock 19. Yes. And what else was in your EDC? I had a SOG or SOG knife yeah. that I carry uh, sunscreen. Yeah. So. Big proponent of sunscreen, guys. Yeah. Uh, skin cancer is a killer. I have um, a multi-tool. Uh, what else did I put on there? Did I had put, the hair tie. Yeah, the hair scrunchie, tie. right? Yeah, hair I, tie. I essential. Love that. Safety pin. 
So a bunch of little stuff and kind of talked about, you know, what I do with it, why I have it, paracord, you know. And their sister magazine, you were just in their sister magazine, which is... Off-Grid. Off-Grid. Mm-hmm. And talk about that. What, what were you doing for Off-Grid? So they had a, it was a cover shoot. They actually concentrated on the riots right now. So riot defense, kind of what to expect, you know, if you live in a big city. So they were they were doing an article about that and they just had us... Again, green screen to have the backdrop that we're walking through, you know, some type of of riot point. So that was that was pretty cool. To, to well, do and well. there there are so many. What they found you on Instagram? Yes. There are so many people on Instagram begging for attention, and they found you because I think it, there's a legitimacy. You know what I mean? There's a sincerity. And they they found me because of San Diego County gun owners. So one of them was a fan. They're actually up in Orange. So it's kind of interesting how this works because I found out later. And John Schwartzy, one of the, the, he's kind of like the creative director, is a big fan. You know, he wants to come to the gun prom and we can do that again. So it's really cool how this is all interconnected. And this, you know, this gun community is very small. Yeah. Very small, intimate community. So well, wait till it's you just get fun. voiceover work. <laughs> this, uh, for, for right now, there's the no answer. way. There's no way. I'm, I'm fine. You wait. You probably got phone calls. You got emails <laughs> coming. I got a feel. Hey, your man voice is a hit. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you ever gotten recognized? Anybody uh, out out in public? No, said, oh, no, no, no. I'm surprised. Yeah, no she way. She walks no with her eyes closed. We what about were all masked up? You know, half true. my face is hidden. <laughs> what about you? Did some stuff for Safari Land too, right? So Safari Land, another kind of weird networking connection. Uh, my my good friend Aram Cho, he's a sergeant up in the L.A. area, and we became good friends. And he's worked with Safari Land, and they're going through. A complete rebrand and they're making they actually make ballistic vests which um very popular so we did just a, a video on fitting the ballistic vests and doing that and meeting the people in safari land and we actually did a tour and their testing facility which was amazing and then they said well hey we got to rebrand the website let's you want to come out and shoot guns and take photos and no one's going to say no to that. I know, that sounds horrible. <laughs> horrible. Man, to do that. Yeah. So what's their, uh, do you have a favorite product by Safari Land? Is there something they're featuring or? Uh, they, I mean, their holsters are phenomenal, you know, depending yeah. on what type of retention. They're really big on retention. They actually just did a marketing campaign and uh, look out for it. So they, they're filming different ways to show the retention on the holster and those guys get pretty creative. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that. Um, it'll be hilarious, but their, their stuff is phenomenal. You know, they back their warranties and it's, it's great. And and we get to grab you once a month and make you do our activist update. And then this month you did a couple of our parody videos for scream and, and the shining, what did he end up calling it? The shot, the shotting, right? The yeah, shot, I could, yeah. The I couldn't find it on. You can find it. It's, it's on, on our YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, it's on oh, our YouTube. YouTube. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I think we're gonna we, we need to put it up on our on our website. Yeah, I know. I just wore my thumb out trying to find it. <laughs> and you were scheduled to be our MC for Gun Prom, but I know I have much more fun doing the Halloween videos. I nerd out. You know, I'm Halloween hangover right now, but I love the spooky stuff. Well, Halloween's like your your Super Bowl. It right? is. I it mean, is. you have you you actually professionally. You may have seen Monique on the Food Network, where she. <laughs> This is a real thing. <laughs> She's a professional pumpkin carver. The weirdest cool. thing to be good at. Did you win? No, I got the boot. It was uh, the show's Outrageous Pumpkins, uh-huh. and we have seven carvers, and they flew us out to New York, and then we battled to the guts and glory. Of I've, I'm pumpkins. a Food Channel fanatic. It's it was different. it was so different. 
It was really cold. You put a Southern California girl in New York in November and uh, <laughs> you, you test out hand warmers in places they shouldn't be. And it was it was actually snowing while we carved pumpkins. The pumpkin was freezing wow. as we carved it. Well, you weren't indoors? No, they filmed it on a farm. They kind of wanted that outdoorsy look. That's um, where the green wall comes from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't edit that out. It's 2020 now. <laughs> so we were out there. They had four episodes and yeah, got it to episode three and then the snow kind of drove me out said send me back to san diego all right you got to get her off it's 12 so so yeah so we're gonna actually of course the election's coming up Mm -hmm. and that's everybody's every every uh gun owner every uh uh, political fan that's everybody's super bowl you know um so uh joe actually is is in the process of of writing a blog right about the election and the scotus and the 2a the good the bad and the ugly no we actually wrote it and published it we're going to be in the process of (laughs) talking about it today i'm way behind It is published. All right, great. We'll we'll talk a little bit about it. It's called first off, uh, Joe does all our or just about all our blogs and does a fantastic job. And it's the it's the name of it is the election SCOTUS and the two A the good the bad and the ugly. There you go. So that's what uh, we'll get into. And we talked a little bit about that earlier with uh, Stephen. So we'll uh, we'll expand on that a little bit with the justices and everything. Well, so up for three or four minutes. Okay, well, we could uh, expand. So talk. So what what did you cover on the election? So what, did I, what I wanted to talk about there was, um, you know, because it's a big deal. Everybody's stressed out about everything. Um, one way or another, you know, no matter what happens here, this is going to be over on Thursday. I mean, the counting may not be over, but all the, the stress in the actual election will be over. Um, but there's there's three different areas or three different areas that I want to look at. The election being one of them. Um, the other two were, uh, you know, the, the confirmation of uh, Justice Barrett or Comey, Coney Barrett. And um, and then the other thing is that, you know, the reaction to that from the left, which is, is going to be pretty extreme or it has been pretty extreme, the threats and everything that they're uh, talking about because of that. And um, and then how that plays in with the uh, the Second Amendment, because with the um, we talked about this a little bit earlier with with Stephen, like you were saying that we need to depend less on the courts for that. And, and I think I've written about that, too, in the past, about how that's not not a great strategy but um, and something he point he uh, Stephen brought up too that I usually point out is that realistically, I mean, it seems worse to us because we're out here in California. But as he said, there's only maybe seven or eight bad states in, in terms of the Second Amendment in the country. You know, most of them are, are pretty reasonable. The problem, as you've said before, is it's like a cancer out here. These bad ideas start in California and they spread to other places. Um, and I think you were saying, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, Oregon was cool. That was the yeah. place to go. Yep. Second Amendment wise, it's a mess today. So yeah. Oregon and Washington, that's where everybody was headed. Mm-hmm. Now they're headed to uh, Nevada and Arizona. Idaho. Idaho. Mm-hmm. But Nevada and Arizona are getting bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they're headed to uh, now everybody's headed to Tennessee. Right. You're going to go live outside of Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. So, so like you're saying, I mean, the, the thing is to fight it you know, where it's happening and do away with it. But I've got some other ideas on how the court plays into that. So we'll talk about that. Here All right, perfect. Segment. Well, let's let's go. Uh, let's pay some bills, go to a break, and yep. then we'll come back and talk more about uh, the election SCOTUS on the 2A, the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. To Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on the Answer San Diego. 
All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Nice. PRMI Mortgage, backslash Alpine. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped. And if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all of their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, so we were talking to Joe and his uh, fantastic article, The Election, SCOTUS, the 2A, uh, or The Election, SCOTUS, and the 2A, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I'm going to be, Joe, be, you be the good. Uh, Monique, you be the bad. I'll be the ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to make those, uh, those titles easier, but that's that's how it came out, so that's what I went with. I like you know, it. it's, it's the artistic uh, part, you know. I like it. But, um, yeah, there's a, three areas, basically, and the first of the three, um, you know, talking about the, uh, the confirmation of um, Judge Coney Barrett, or Justice Coney Barrett now, and um, that makes five, I guess, on the Supreme Court now that are a solid block that are that are known as constitutionalists, people that uh, are justices that interpret the Constitution as the Constitution, like Stephen was talking about a little bit earlier. Um, and that's a big deal. And, um, you know, there there's if it works out the way it seems like, because there's there's five of them there and, and the um, Republicans have not had good luck, you know, appointing judges and justices that are allegedly conservative, you know, and it shouldn't be a, um, it shouldn't be a conservative liberal thing with a, a justice uh, or a judge. And, um, and I think uh, Coney Barrett pointed that out in her acceptance uh, little speech that Stephen was talking about. And she said, that's the one branch of the government that specifically by design is not supposed to be political is the judicial branch. And um, they're supposed to just look at the laws or look at the cases and interpret them, uh, you know, based on the constitution. Um, for whatever reason, the left or the Democrat Party uh, tends to use the courts as just another extension of how to get policy and things that they can't get past the people or they can't get through legislation. Um, they do it in the courts. And we see this all the time in California. And um, and I think Stephen earlier was talking about uh, the Ninth Circuit out here. And I think there's there's 26 judges. Is that what that is on the Ninth Circuit? Something like that. There was an odd number. There was 29, but somewhere around there. But almost, we'll say between 25 and 30. But almost half of them now are considered, you know, constitutionalists or at least conservative anyway. And like I said, I don't want to see conservative or, or liberal on a judge or a justice. Um, you know, I want to see one that's going to go by the Constitution. And, and if they rule that way, I'll agree with it. Most of the time, you know, there's going to be things they do that I don't agree with, but at least they're doing it based on the Constitution. They're not doing it uh, based on some political agenda or something like that. So if, um, you know, with um, Justice uh, Coney Barrett on there now, that's a good solid block because it's her, it's Alito, uh, Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas and Gorsuch. And if they go that way, that's very strong. And I think that's why the left is so crazed about it, because um You've heard from the Biden side that they're talking now about stacking the court. And, um, and uh, you know, what that is is just uh, if they take control of the House and the Senate, they can do that. There's nothing to stop them from doing that. And um, they could stuff three or four, um, you know, liberal-type justices on there and make a, a solid, you know, liberal block. And uh, we'll go back to where we were before. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that's, I think, part of, the reason they're so upset uh, about that is because of this, 
they they've lost that tool now. They can't use the courts the way they were using it. Uh, Trump is um, what is he? He's appointed um, three, I think, justices now on the Supreme Court and yep. over 300 judges on the federal bench. So uh, he's made quite a an impact and a difference. And um, like I said, that's got them upset about that. The other big threat is uh, they're talking about rotating judges, moving them around from different courts. And again, if they control the House and Senate, there's really nothing to stop them from doing that kind of stuff. Um, so it's a big deal. So that was kind of the, um, the first part, anyway, talking about that. Because I think, um, you know, as much as I say you shouldn't, and I agree with you, we shouldn't depend on the courts, I think realistically the Supreme Court's going to have to rule on the Second Amendment at some point. I mean, they had 10 opportunities last year, and uh, they decided not to. And one of the theories is that the, um, the more constitutionalist judges or justices on the court, <clears throat> ah, tough day here, um, one of the, uh, or the, uh, the group on there um, that's more pro-2A was afraid to hear one of those cases because they didn't want to get a bad ruling and, and have a bigger problem. So hopefully now with these new justices on there going forward, they'll hear a case because realistically, if you look at California, I mean, all the stuff that they do out here is it's all unconstitutional for the most part. I mean, these these laws are specifically intended to hinder or to prevent uh, legally, you know, legal citizens basically from owning firearms. I mean, they all infringe on the Second Amendment. And what you know, one of the places you know the, the elections, SCOTUS and the two A, you know, one of the places where elections and and the courts, um, where it's important to have both, I guess, where it's important important to focus on both. Let's say the Supreme Court does decide that some regulation doesn't even have to be a gun regulation, but some regulation is constitutional. Um, it doesn't mean it has to happen. It's still the elected official who decides, hey, we're going to have this this restriction. There are a lot of restrictions for a lot of things, whether it's what car you drive or, or what gun you own or whatever. Um, there are a lot of restrictions. You know, Some of them are constitutional, but if they aren't put into law, we don't have to worry about it. No, and that's exactly right. And, and the Congress makes the laws. The, uh, the court just interprets them. So, uh, again, if you've got reasonable people in the House and in the Senate, you don't get those kinds of bad laws. And that's um, the whole point that we follow out here as uh, San Diego County gun owners is trying to get people elected locally that are pro-2A because eventually some of those people percolate up to Sacramento. And if you can get rid of or stop the bad ones down here at the local level, it's much easier. They never get up to that state level to wreak havoc and do all the stuff they do out here. So I have an idea. Let's let's go around. Dave, who do you think is going to win for, for president, Trump or Biden, and why? Uh, I think Trump's going to win, and I think it's because of the silent vote. The silent majority? The people that are just – because I guarantee you, you call my house, one, I'm not answering it because <laughs> it says polar up on my TV. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell them. It's none of their business. Joe, who do you think is going to win and why? Um, I think President Trump's going to be reelected uh, for a couple of reasons. The uh, the enthusiasm out here. You you cannot have that big of a difference. If you look at these Trump rallies, he's doing two and three rallies a day with five. tens of th- five, five tomorrow. With tens of thousands of people. I just saw today they're lined up in North Carolina. They're, uninvo- they're uninvited. They're well, not inviting them. They're not busting them in. They're not paying them to be there. And, you know, he was just up in, uh, where was he at where it was freezing, like 10 <laughs> degrees? That was tens in Michigan, Tens of I thousands think. of people out there to, to see him. 
And so I think you can't have that big of a difference. And you've seen when, when Joe Biden does come out, what happens. And um, no, there's nobody there. Okay, I have to tell you one cute thing. So that Biden was talking in front of a business. Three people just walked right behind him, opened the door, walked into the store. <laughs> Another person came out of the store, kind of looked over, and just walked on by. Didn't care. Well, see, and I'm, and I'm saying that. I think because of that, because like I wrote about in the article, you know, in a normal world, I mean, there's no way President Trump would not be reelected. Just on his record alone, if you look at what, if you look at what he did for the country, um, you know, That's which they won't report at. on. But uh, just on that, if this was a normal country or a normal world nowadays, um, you know, he would be elected just on that. Yeah. And I heard an interesting uh, thing the other day, just a little thing from Bill O'Reilly that he was asked that question. And he was saying that he thinks Biden will win the popular vote because of California. Uh, he said, if you take California out of the mix, then Trump wins. Just wins like Hillary. Hillary. Well, that's what he said. Hillary won by, what, three million? I think She, the she won the vote popular vote by three California. million. And, and, and she won in California by about three million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all so, came from California. Because it's just so overwhelming. But I, who knows how it's going to be out here this well, year. Well, I've seen a program, and it's the most professional assessment of the race. And it's a bakery back in back east and they <laughs> were selling that. biden cookies and trump cookies and ever since they've been doing this that's dictated the winner and trump had six thousand cookies <laughs> and biden had 1500 well there you go so what do you think michael well let me hear your answer trump, young lady I definitely think trump man for voice yeah. trump trump <laughs> trump uh the silent majority but we need to bring back the economy and, you know, he's a businessman. He's going to be the one to do it. If we have yeah. more closures, you know, America is not, it's, it's gonna not going to make, yeah, yeah. so. Do, do you know a lot of people that are, do you know many Biden fans? Do you know many Trump fans? I definitely know more Trump fans, couple Biden fans. And the only reason from what I can gather that they're Biden fans is because of their disdain for Trump. Yeah. So it's, it's not because hatred. they, it's not because they support him. It's just, um, they can't stand Trump. Yeah. Are you particularly political in your personal life? No. So these, so you, these aren't, I don't, not- I don't get into very many uh, political discussions just because people don't have discussions anymore. It's yeah. very emotionally charged. It's a and screaming so fit. It's a screaming fest and yeah. they, analyze you personally i mean you could know this person for your entire life and now okay you support one thing i'm not going to listen to anything else you have to say and i'll make an assumption so if we were able to have mature discussions absolutely i think it's something i think education is is huge and you know explain things make common sense a little bit more common but i usually try and keep out of the political discussions just to kind of keep somewhat peaceful because so all you not, want to do is scream. It's not yeah. like you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of conservatives. These no. are, you're just kind of regular, run-of-the-day folks. You just mm-hmm. happen to know a lot more Trump fans. It is amazing. What do you think? Well, it's amazing how excited people are about Trump. I've never seen mm-hmm. anything like this. No. I drove around all weekend for the last few days going to different gun shops, making sure that we had our, our, our voter guide in the gun shops and, and, and uh, supporting John Becker. I took some stuff up to him. And Anyway, Trump 
flags everywhere on the freeways. Uh, you know, I was in you name the town in San Diego. I was there. They were everywhere. Yeah, and this is California. Mm-hmm. And this you. is California. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, well, gee, Mike, you're you know, this is just Santee yeah. or whatever. No, it was you know all over. You name. We all, just had another boat downtown. parade today. It had was another massive. boat. It's huge. And nobody is. I mean, Trump people are not saying, okay, let's organize a, a boat parade. Mm-hmm. It's the general public right. organizing a Trump. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and then was, you had the Trump guys chasing Biden's bus, yeah. so they had to cancel <laughs> yeah. that little foray. See, seeing the Biden Harris bus surrounded by Trump flags was, awesome. was hilarious. Yeah, was. I loved it. You know, but it all comes down to. I mean, it really, like you said, California is so skewed uh, that you know he's not going to win in California. There's just no chance he's going to win. There's gonna be, he's going to be outvoted by millions. But it's really just a couple of states. So if they get more voters to turn up in in florida you know it doesn't really matter if he wins by more in texas he has right. to win in these these important yeah. states like texas and i'm sorry uh, florida and virginia and some of these swing states i think just the excitement and the economy and i i really think he's he's got it but it really comes down we're, we're this close just a millimeter away from it being either one but wouldn't you be surprised if he flipped california and won it yeah well I mean, stranger things can happen. Well, no, yeah. he, he's done a lot of stuff that nobody else has ever done before. That's I, right. I do think he's got a good chance of flipping Minnesota. I think that would be amazing. Um, you know, Minnesota is actually in play. Um, well, when was the last time you seen California as excited about a presidential candidate as they are with Trump? I never. I mean, I, I've never seen so anybody. That's what I'm saying. There's I, a good. Op- and I'm sure Sacramento is just freaking out. People weren't this excited about Reagan. Nope. There, I said it. Thank you. <gasps> All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Well, thousands of new gun buyers just found out what San Diego gun owners already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of, of the guns in the county. Hundreds of new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. A.O. Sword is also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop for cleaning, repairs, upgrades, customization, even Cerakote. Check out A.O. Sword on Facebook or AOSword.com. Well, our firearms technical expert, David Chong, is on the line, and he's got a little information on a new fad in the gun world, rifle at ready high port. What's that, Dave? Sure. Uh, so, high ready and uh, high port would be the, uh, the, the the two techniques. Um, high ready is uh, holding the the muzzle of the rifle up uh, above your sight line uh, at about a oh ten to twenty degree angle, and uh, when you snap to your target. Instead of low ready, where you're 20 degrees uh, uh, below your sight line and, and bringing the muzzle up, in this one you're bringing the muzzle down onto target and uh, uh, projecting the the muzzle out towards your target and then snapping the uh, the entire rifle back into your shoulder uh, to get your firing position. Uh, the 
SEALs and uh, Tier 1, Tier 2 guys. Even some SWAT teams have been doing it for uh, 10, 15 years. Uh, the, the, the Internet has gotten a hold of it in the past one or two, and so now the new fad is for everybody to do high ready. Uh, let me talk about why operators use it. Uh, it, it keeps the gun, uh, the, the front sight, uh, in your sight plane, and you can drive that sight into your target for immediate, you don't even have to acquire the target, the, the sight, uh, as you do when you're lifting the sight up into your, uh, plane of vision. You're actually seeing the site the whole time and just sort of connecting the dots from site to target uh, by bringing it downward. Uh, also, uh, physiologically speaking or biomechanically, uh, there's, there's less excess wasted motion in bringing that site down and out onto the target. Another advantage is in uh, CQC uh, conditions where you might be entering a room or you might uh, have a surprise target within a uh, bad breath range, that muzzle can actually become a weapon. You can, you can muzzle strike someone as you uh, project that uh, sight out onto your target and then, of course, recover and uh, uh, pop off around to make sure your target's down. And the, as, uh, as, a, as opposed to, to what, David, the, uh, you know, what... Um this might I might just kind of be revealing this is just this is the only way I've been taught but if they're if they don't do it this way what what's what what you know what's another way they're doing it or what's what's the uh, the opposition I guess the the classic traditional ready position is a low ready where the rifle is aimed essentially at the feet of a of a would-be target wherever your target would appear uh, generally about 20 30 degrees low and then once you find the target and verify that that target needs to be shot, you'd bring your rifle, uh, the tip of your rifle up, and thus bringing your sight line, uh, uh, just bringing the front sight into your sight line, uh, acquiring, aligning the sight, and uh, deciding uh, shoot, no shoot. Hmm. Um, now, is, it, is, is, one, how- is one good or bad? Or is there, are you saying that the, the trend is good or bad, or, or there are pluses and minuses? The, the, so the, the, the technique does have its advantages, uh, uh, but uh, right now my concern is that it's, it's only been touted as advantageous and, oh, well, since Navy SEALs do it, you ought to do it. Mm. There's, there's a couple of issues. First and foremost, um, very, very few people have access to a range where up is a safe direction. Mm. And in pointing your muzzle skyward, uh, even 20 degrees, you, you are uh, putting your muzzle upward. Uh, on indoor ranges, they don't like you pointing your loaded gun towards their ceiling. On outdoor ranges, typically, it, you know, let's say you're running with a uh, 5.56, you've got uh, over a mile downrange where people and buildings and property uh, uh, downrange of your, your bullet uh, can, can be inadvertently damaged or, or injured. So, uh, few people have access to a safe range to practice that. And if you, uh, uh, if you haven't practiced something over and over to the point where it's muscle memory, then it's, it's a concern trying to take that into combat or a self-defense situation. Uh, the second issue is many people taking, uh, 
you know, uh, Dr. Internet's prescription uh, aren't getting the feedback from a, someone experienced, in, which is necessary because they're, the critical um, the critical danger, of course, can easily muzzle someone in your family or if if you are in a, a team situation uh, in your stack or in your squad, your fire team, that muzzle is in a very dangerous spot. It's, it's it basically pointing exactly towards your buddy's heads. I think I, I think I've pretty much I think honestly the high ready is pretty much what I've been taught except when I'm going around like a doorway then I've I've taught that no you you should have the the muzzle down um in case somebody tries to you know control that muzzle it's a lot easier to talk them out of it if the muzzle's down at their feet than if it's pointed at the Well that's been around for a like long that. time though uh, Ayub talks about that he called it the high sabrina because apparently uh, one of Charlie's angels uh, 30 or 40 years ago carried her gun around, uh, pointed up a little bit, a high ready instead of a low ready. What were yeah. you taught, Monique? What, uh, low ready? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised, Michael, that you've been taught high ready from the start. Oh, and then second of all, that you were taught that don't use high ready in, in rounding a doorway because uh, I teach exactly the opposite. Uh, if someone comes around, if I am a defender of a room and someone comes uh, through the doorway uh, with a muzzle low, the, the easiest thing, biomechanically speaking or physiologi- physiologically speaking, is for me to simply extend my arm downward at a 45 degree angle and keeping that muzzle low so that you don't have any leverage to bring that muzzle to bear on my vitals. And meanwhile, I can do whatever I can do to, to have your, have your way with me. <laughs> right. Whereas uh, if you round that corner uh, high ready, uh, imagine now my bent elbow trying to grab that muzzle and, and point it and keep it pointed up. You can simply elevate even further and shoot my head. Uh, furthermore, uh, because my elbow is already bent, uh, you, you'll have a physical advantage over me. You can simply drive that muzzle into my face uh, or even the entire gun into my face and uh, uh, keep that gun pointed away from you uh, with one hand and with your uh, firing hand, your weapon hand, go for your backup gun and uh, uh, um, get a few uh, torso shots. Take care of business. Okay, so are, these are all things that you teach personally to, to students? I do, I do. So my, uh, I, I suppose my takeaway is it, it, high ready is a is a wonderful technique. It it does have its advantages. Uh, there are some disadvantages, but most importantly, if you're going to incorporate this, uh, it, you you really ought to seek more than just a few YouTube videos. It is there are uh, secondary considerations that you've got to consider, like. Uh, um, uh, your muzzle needs to be, especially in a stack, muzzle needs to be uh, higher than the tallest person uh, on your team. Um, uh, how you're going to practice this technique if you don't have access to a range that allows uh, up as a safe direction. Uh, and, and, and then just feedback on how you're applying the technique. Well, I, th- I need, need some professional instruction. My number one technique, though, and I, I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. If there is some kind of issue or problem or a bump in the night, I send Laura. So I don't really <laughs> oh, have to. 
Don't you send the cat? Laura needs no training. <laughs> Does she go she's high ready or low ready? Yeah. She's just she's just ready. She, just she doesn't goes, even have a she goes kamikaze. She's just, she's just in there. Yeah. yeah. They'll wish they never came I, in. <laughs> I guess I do want to cover one more uh, topic, and that's uh, high port. Uh, a lot of people are now again seeing high port, and what that is is when you're not engaged, but you're you're performing. Uh, tactical movement and rounding corners, rushing into buildings, uh, running for cover, uh, instead of having the gun down across your chest, uh, and, um, uh, or at a, at a stationary at a low ready as you run, uh, uh, certain schools are teaching people to cock their elbow all the way up tight with their, uh, weapon hands in basically at their shoulder. And with the with the muzzle pointing directly up over their head, hmm. the reason people teach this it, it's not just because it looks cool. It it brings your uh, uh, your center of gravity, or, or uh, rather your uh, uh, oh I forget what you call it, but your, the, the center of your balance into the, the basically the core of your body. So you can turn on a dime instead of having to to swing that rifle across open space. You're just pivoting it, uh, literally spinning it on a dime. Hmm. And uh, so you can round corners faster, you can start and stop quicker, and you can have more uh, control over uh, the, the, the weapon by limiting its swing. Downside, of course, is now you're another foot and a half taller, so as you go through doorways, you can rip that gun right out of your hands. So, again, just something that needs to be practiced with some consideration about the environment you're going to be operating in and... Uh, what what kind of obstacles there might be uh, specifically overhead. I see people practicing this on the range, and then they go into a building and uh, uh, the rifle topples to the floor because they forgot about uh, uh, doorways. And to get training from David at AO Sword, contact AO Sword. Um, you have classes ongoing, right? You have a schedule of classes. We do. Yep. And we do. Yep. you also donated classes to our dinner, which unfortunately is postponed till uh, next year. But uh, we can't tell you how much I appreciate the support for San Diego County Gun Owners, David. And he has an oh, amazing collection of safes. If you've never, yes, does. if you mm-hmm. thought about a safe, go with the Cadillac, and Dave can show it to you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks, right. man. We're going to have to take a quick break right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Yeah. This this girl's got a switch. I'm telling you. Hey, welcome back. And don't forget to thank it to it. Don't forget. It is thanks. I do not like the way you wrote that. It is thanks to our sponsors that we get to broadcast and bring you the best Second Amendment content in the nation. So please, right now, check out the website of Attorney John Dillon, U.S. Law Shield, Firearms Legal Protection, A.O. Sword in El Cajon, PRMI Mortgage, Firearms Policy Coalition, and get yourself a Cali key. Need to find out more information 
about our sponsors, just go to gunownersradio.com. All right, this is going to be the most popular segment in two hours. We're going to stump Michael Schwartz's nephew. Yeah, we're going to stump my nephew. Sam, you there? Yep, how are you guys? Good. Monique, do you know about this segment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're all you're all in tune. You, uh, you and your friends listen to Stump My Nephew every week? We try to. Yeah, try to. Try to, yeah. You got to fit it in. You got to fit it in. Between pumpkin carving. As everybody knows... <laughs> Uh, Sam the Gunman is my nephew. Uh, he is 21 years old. He knows an extreme amount no, he about- knows, He knows everything. He really, truly does. Knows everything, everything. about- uh, I, How many times have you been stumped, Sam? Um, I don't know. I don't really keep count, but- um, We stumped I, him right there. I know my that. record is, is generally around 90%. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's no more than maybe five or six. Yeah, and he's been on here, what, two and a half, three years? At least. And and I think he, we think we've stumped him three times. Wow! It's crazy! It's crazy! But so, yet he has an explanation after he stumped that clears the fact right. that he was stumped. Right, right, right. So if you send us a question, we will give you. What do we change the prizes? Yes. What are the try? If we if you send us a question and we use it, we will give you a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> What's behind door number two? It. If we use your, if you send in a question and we use it, you will get a ambassador membership at Front Sight. Whoa, that's huge! You get a, a lifetime value of that. Two thousand dollars. That's a two thousand dollar value. All right. So how do they how do they send that in? Send it to uh, info at uh, gunownersradio.com and uh, uh, submit your question there. Um, if you stump him. We'll give you the ambassador membership, and we'll give you um, ear protection, right? Or what are we giving them? Caldwell ear protection. Yes, you, you'll get to pick something from the prize chest. There you go. You get to pick something from the, from the so prize chest. So what does chest. Sam get if he if he wins? Gratitude. Yeah. Oh, Bragging rights. A ninety-two percent. That's totally messed you can't up. Put Sam. a price on that. Mad respect. Hey man, is this your first? Uh, did you vote? Is this this isn't your first time voting, is it? You voted in the last election, right? Uh, no, it's it's not my first time voting, um, but I was just a few months shy of uh, 18 last presidential election cycle. So this is my first presidential election. The first president. Do you want to do you want to tell everybody who you're going to vote for? Or do you want to just because no, we all so. did. We all told everybody who we were going to vote for. I'm not going to talk about that on the air. <laughs> Smart right. man. Smart man. Okay, so Monique, who is uh, our our resident superhero, um, she rides motorcycles, carves pumpkins, shoots guns, uh, all at the same time. Yeah, is a fitness competition professional half funner. All kinds of professional half funner. Half like funner. She's gonna ask the question. So without further ado, all right, Sam the Gunman. This is from Joanne from Oceanside. So the question is, what rifle was the first firearm to have assault rifle as part of its official name or designation? Thanks very much for writing in, Joanne, and I know you're a frequent flyer on the show. Um, <laughs> the, the term assault rifle or assault weapon is most often used today um, in, in a highly politicized context, which is it's kind of irritating because it's it's not really... And it's not really an industry term used in the United States. Um, now, where it comes from in in common usage is um, the MP forty MP forty four or STG forty four in in German service toward the end of World War Two. 
Um, it was called Sturmgewehr, which stands for storm rifle or assault rifle, um, after the name of the Sturmtruppen, assault troops, to, uh, to whom it was issued. But the term assault rifle um, in sort of similar terms um, have been in use sporadically all the way back to about World War One. People were trying to come up with um, something that would have machine gun-like firepower in a portable package. And so you had things uh, that people were calling like machine rifle and things like that. Um, I, I don't think anyone actually put those two words together, assault rifle, but um, they, they, they sort of were, were poking around it. Unbelievable. Well, you got it. Did he get it? He got it. There you go. Sorry, Joanne. <laughs> yeah. Was I no, right? No prize chest for The it, guy knows what he's talking Did you know about. the answer before you read it? No. And I definitely would not have pronounced it correctly, so. Oh, he knows that, too. Try to pronounce it. I would have said. Sturmgewehr. Sturmgewehr. The Sturmgewehr. Sturmgewehr, which I believe is, uh, you said it's German, right? How do you say it again? Yeah, um, it's German. Sturmgewehr. Um, that's amazing, man. How do you know that? Uh, you know, I, I just sort of pick things up here and there. So describe what was what kind of gun was the uh, the MP44? Um, it was a selective fire gas piston operated um, rifle using a, a tilting bolt mechanism uh, like the FNFAL. Well, actually, that's that's where the FAL got the the bolt mechanism. Um, it uh, fed from a 30-round magazine, though they were really only reliable when loaded to 25. Um, it was chambered for the 7.92 by 33 millimeter cartridge, an intermediate round uh, between the 9 millimeter parabellum and uh, full-power 7.92 by 57 Mauser um, in, in terms of power. So it was still powerful enough to reach out about 300 yards, but did not produce such excessive recoil and wear and tear on the gun that you would either have a really heavy rifle um, or one that would not be controllable in fully automatic fire. Joanne, we got to step it up, girl. That was like child's play. <laughs> we got For this guy. And he does not get the answers until he comes on air and it's live. No, he doesn't. My, my sister actually sits there and monitors him. So it's not like he can sit there and use Google or anything like that. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, this is, we take this very seriously. And the kid doesn't win a thing? I know. He doesn't win anything. Funny thing, when I asked him what kind of gun it was, I was like, I was expecting, you know, oh, it's a rifle, you know, not a, a full dissertation and with all the, you know, historic implications. Surprise. How much does it get, weigh? He should get answer uh -oh. credits. Wait, wait. That was a good one. How much does it weigh? Um,. I don't know, eight pounds and change, probably. Yeah, that's probably about right. I was expecting. Okay, what are the serial numbers on every gun <laughs> that was ever made? made? <laughs> no. uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass on that. Oh, oh, Joanne, you want? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> You're the best, brother. I'm telling you, you are the it's best. Impressive. Very impressive. Good job, Sam. Good you job, need a man. logo. Can we get him a logo? We got to get him a logo. A Sam the Gunman logo. Yeah, we got to make do. him like a little. Work on it. I keep trying to get him on like Instagram or oh, no, Facebook. He's, he's not gonna. He's not. I don't blame you. Don't do it, kid. We need patches. We need patches. We don't patches. need no stinky patches. We don't patches. need no stinky patches. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> I don't know where he gets that one. <laughs> no, only we don't need no. Stinky no, if you're a, if you're an old cowboy movie fan, you you what was the movie that one was? Treasure of the Sierra Madre. That's it. Wow. Yeah. But he said badges. But yeah, it was badges. But patches and badges are about the same thing. All right, Stan, thank you very much. You're the best.
Thanks for having me on. Have a good night. Good job, buddy. By the way, you're supposed to have a mic drop. Nope. We're going to put that off. But listen, next week, everybody, uh, Joe and I won't be here, and it's going to be all the ladies. Or Monique and I. Well, it's going to be Wendy and Desi and uh, Melissa and you. You're going to be outnumbered. So maybe maybe we should should have you back. Are you available next week? It's going to be all-girl show. I mean, we'll check your. Yeah, we'll we'll look it up. Excellent. It's going to be an all-girl show. So tune in. We're going to be out. And go vote, yes. everybody. I vote, don't vote, care vote, what vote, it vote, takes. Vote. 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 You Get have out there to and do vote. It. You have to Grab somebody else and make them go vote. <clears throat> hey, and if you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or a podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And congratulations to Rich. We made it through a whole two hours. Stayed online. Your partner uh, was a good, at, uh, good addition to your team. Uh, we want you to please, please, please support all our sponsors. When you go to Firearms Legal, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, the Dillon, we got two minutes, mm-hmm. the Dillon Law Group, AO Sword Firearms, Firearm Policy Coalition, please tell them and thank them for supporting Gun Owners Radio. We are fighting the fight for you. I want to thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, and our digital master, Brendan Thomas, and of course, the hawk <laughs> and go to gun owners radio for podcasts and up-to-date information and brendan is playing my song <laughs> and i knew i loved him before but i love him today squeeze little, that into two minutes dude. yeah well that's you have a little in, he's not getting in into two minutes a little tear in your eye i know i just brings I, back some memories more memories than you <laughs> i'll bet <I> care to <laughs> i'll bet there are go vote Go vote and join San Diego County gun owners for a measly $10 a month. Give them another 20 as a tip. Thanks, guys. And is Bill or uh, Bob Siegel coming in? Boy, I tell you what, folks, if you've never listened to Bob Siegel, keep it on this dial. Otherwise, I'm not going to say another word till we go off air. Be safe, folks. Would you still Gun Owners Radio fighting to preserve and restore your Second Amendment right. Learn more about Gun Owners Radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This has been Gun Owners Radio on The Answer San Diego. Things just This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.